Oh, we're newlyweds. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, you guys are fighting and getting it on. I get you. Now look, Doggo just gets shot. That's a big yeah. deal. That guy is top dog, money maker. Okay, Sick here's Chuck Norris. Sorry about the noise. What's going on? I'm sorry about the noise. Uh, the winds, Nike. Guess we got a little carried away. All right, let's keep it down to a run. Huh? Okay, you bet. <laughs> okay, all right. Now that was good acting. That was good acting. It's oh yeah, a guy's like oh I heard Anuzi and ninjas. Oh you know it's our honeymoon. Okay, yeah, right. all right. That's not nice. I think that's against Geneva Convention. Yeah. He goes, what the fuck are you doing? That was against Geneva Convention. Oh, they really are talking about the Geneva Convention? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, the Geneva Convention would cover stuff like that. Like, if people are parachuting out of a plane, you are not allowed to shoot them. Why not? I know. Why not? The Geneva well, you know Convention the made all these crazy rules and banned lots of stuff and you no know, fighting in the war room. Yeah, it's blah, blah, fair blah. fighting, fair fighting. You can't shoot a guy in the parachute. He's hopeless. He's helpless. Yeah, but the, what? I'm gonna wait for him to get on the ground and kill right. me. That's right. When he gets on the ground, then you may shoot him. So many rules. Okay, now. He's going after AJ because these guys are making it personal. Oh, there's Sakuro in his yeah. office. The worst camp counselor ever. Worst camp counselor. Announcements. Welcome to camp. He's coming. He's coming. You can hear him? Look at that. He's coming. Red Square. Yeah. Thought that in Moscow. I hear him in Moscow. He's approaching. Bum. 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 Look at her feet, bound. Isn't that cruel? I wasn't looking. Of course I wasn't looking. They think it's really nice for Japanese ladies to have small feet, like it's attractive in their culture. So what used to happen, not today, I don't know, they would bind their feet when they're little kids and restrict okay. them from growing. Isn't that terrible? terrible. New York. No, I mean L.A. This, this is L.A.? Well, is that the Capitol building? Yeah, that's Capitol Records right there. Look at oh, that look old at the bus. bus. Holy shit, it's AJ, because this world is small. I know, yeah. right? It keeps keeps contrasting. Where are they, Mike? Are I they don't in know. I, I'm trying to look at the, the metro. I can't figure it out. That number is in English. It looks like New York, right? Pretty blocks. Yes, it does. But, okay, what is this? Oh, that must Park? be Central no. Park. It, I, it, I don't remember. There's something it off is. about it. Off Central Park. Maybe this is Mexico City. Seriously. What he's trying to do is get information. They want to find out where is Sakura's headquarters. Where's the octagon? Hi, can you help me? I'm looking for the octagon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just missed it. Hey, senor. Okay. okay, so under locations, I have all these Los Angeles locations, and then one line that says Mexico. So, we might be in Mexico City right now. You know, that's not, you might be right. It is a bustling metropolis. It does not look like Los Angeles. Right. It doesn't really look like New York. Now, I've been to Mexico City twice for work. 20 million people. I got to tell you, that place is packed. It really is literally packed. Yeah. 
Oh, I would love to go to Mexico City. Uh, along, along various other places. Now look at this vehicle. This is the Nissan Minima. Wow. Ew, how ugly is that car? <laughs> you know, they used to have tail fins. This one looks like it's sagging. Ding, ding. Uno rumiosio, por favor. One cell, por favor. <laughs> one prison cell, por favor, with bars. Oh, yeah, there's one right over there. Okay, now, oh, see, look, the bars. See, isn't that yeah. funny? Never okay. been. Now, he's like, tomorrow we're going into the octagon. We could probably get killed. Why isn't this guy all over me, humping me? Except right. for so much of a gentleman. But they will eventually do it. He's got his shirt off. Deliberately set my Hog? Yeah. I didn't have a hog. I had the hog. The he went all sorts of sizes. Oh, a motorcycle. No. He grew up like Ecuador or something like that. But her voice sounds American to me. She's actually talking about a hog and not like euphemism for penis or a motorcycle. She's not talk. She's talking about a pig. I always think talks about hogs and pigs. I think it's such a bore. <laughs> Carl always hamming it up. <laughs> you know, ha, it's very nice, Michael. You know what joke I've tried to make work and it has never worked? You taught me the joke. I was like, I'll do that at the open mic. It's um, it's um, dromedary toe. <laughs> Nobody knows what a dromedary is. Right. What was the joke? Let our audience know. Well, like, I don't find camel toe sexy. Like, I, it's just a lot of people do. I'm not into that. I mean, now, now, dromedary toe. That gets okay. me hot. Why did I tell you that joke and I don't know what a dromedary is? You know what a dromedary is. It was your joke. That's so crazy. I don't know what it is, though. It's a, ha okay, a camel has uh, two humps. Yeah. And a dromedary only has one hump. It's a camel. Oh, okay. Okay, maybe you didn't tell me this. Look. I said the word dramatary. Whoa! Whoa! Wait, they cut to a different person? I know. I think it's Terry Cole, the director. I don't, I don't want to see him shirtless. Right. Oh, sure, yeah. Great. Ew. You can taste the soup on that. Now, I'm really mad at the director because the director had a woman take off her top and then I'm like, boing, and they, uh -huh. you know, I'm focusing on her boobs, and then they show me man boobs while I'm still boing. That's not right. You're a little confused right now. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not. I'm getting bi curious. Damn it. Oh, about the biagon. Biagon. I just want to see it. I'm just curious. How can you have a structure with only two sides? I want to see the biagon. Bi curious. Now look what AJ has found. He's found the fucking octagon. He's the Not first one any... there. AJ did it. He had to go through Mexico City? AJ oh, walking yeah. in the park. Uh-oh. Didn't see that coming. Right. Now, of course, they just capture, like, little pussy AJ right away. By the way, it's... AJ's been in a million things. Might know him. Um, 
it was in he was the guy in Porky's who was like the the he might have been the uh, no he was the cop in Porky's the the older brother cop oh right so wait was he the one like his brother to Porky's the bordello owner or no no I, no, I remember no he, Angel Beast Angel Beast right yeah I remember him yeah so he's one cop. of Kiwi's friends brothers yeah um he was in uh you know he's Okay, he's got a long list of things here. You might have heard of some of them, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers and stuff. But what I wanted to say is he's got credits here from 2018, 2019, 2021, 2022. He's still out there. Great. Now that is the Nissan Minima. <laughs> that car under underperforms. So basically, they're... Getting ready to infiltrate. Let's see what happens. He's like, you stay here. And she's like, that doesn't feel right. So bad. I was one of them. I was out there marching this parade that went off course. And I don't feel right what? about excusing myself. Then make up for it. Huh? Not here. Not now. Not now. Oh, and not now. I just don't get that. Why? He is a highly trained um uh mercenary right she knows weapons she knows um martial arts moves i don't want to say what look at this you see what a good job uh, the director did there yeah they no, reshot the finale because it just wasn't good enough they felt and we're oh, coming really any year now Let's see here finale finale here it is the movie's finale was rewritten to make the climax of the film a much bigger payoff however However, the production originally intended the movie's big finale to be a huge choreographed martial arts ballet on right. the stage of the Shrine Auditorium. <gasps> that would have been cool. But for lack of time, finances, and resources, they didn't. Right. They yeah, did. we, we couldn't get the Shrine Auditorium after all. But why would they do that if it's about the octagon? They fight in the octagon in the end. You want to see the final battle in the octagon. I don't want to see right. that spaghetti museum. And do ballet or whatever. Yeah. Here it is, the octagon. Wait, let me sure. Let me verify. One side, two oh. sides. Hey, I gotta verify. One Three okay. sides. You can't see the whole thing. There's one side. Okay, no. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Octagon. Now, I want to make sure it's not a pentagon. I'm going to draw a star inside the octagon just to verify. Okay. Doesn't matter. One corner, second corner, sixth corner, seventh corner. Okay. Finale was supposed to take place between the uh, two octopuses. Octopi. Octopi. But finances, time constraints, budget. Oh, it's too murky for me. Oh. Just now, Chuck Norris out ninja a ninja. <clears throat> now look, he's not listening. He's coming in anyway. He's all about the fame. That's ah. all she talks about. And she is a she's she's a good fighter too, right? Well, she's look at really that stamp. Knock him down. Anyone order a pizza? Boy, it's like you live in a bird sanctuary, Mike. 
I know, right? <laughs> Chuck! Now look, Chuck Norris, uh, for the finale, he would practice in his backyard for a full month. I mean, we can see it like kicks and stuff, but what he's doing really does take a lot of physical, uh, you know, you can't just go around. It looks easy when he does it. Right. Yeah, chop. That's all he's doing. But um, when you skill in yourself that. physically, you know, for like 15 minutes, guys like you and me would be like, uh, uh, I got chop. This guy can going. No, I know this. I've played the Chuck Norris Atari 2600 video game. So I, what I basically mean. have done his moves. Like, sometimes you have to press red button and move joystick up. Or if you do, like, a semi-circle with your joystick and then press red button, that's what right. they You're a skilled ninja. They, You know, uh, what was that, the last Starfighter movie? Plot? Yeah, that's right. I, right. He trained by a video game. Now, that was me. Sakura's office, where Sakura was like, he's coming. Right. Where the director showed us Sakura's man boobs. Got me all hot and bothered. That was really awkward. Why it would was you a like brief moment? Oh no, he's gonna turn into the Joker, throw into a bat. Uh, the taglines. Taglines, ready? In a world of choices for one man, there is no choice. He must choose the octagon. I like that tagline. You know, in a world of choices, you got some choices, but not this guy. His only choice is the octagon. By the way, Chuck Norris kills 11 dudes, and he badly beats up 21 others. So 31 people get it from Norris. Oh, is this the octagon? This is like a square gun. No, we're in the square gun right now. Chuck Norris is Scott James, who must face the ninja, the only unholy masters of terrors in... Yeah, that's ninja plural. The plural uh, ninja is ninja. No, it's singular. Yeah, ninja is plural and singular. Right. Okay. Um, like, I have three more taglines. You let yep. me know when you're ready because I'm ready. Well, how'd you get a gun like that? I don't know. It must have been lying around. It must have oh, been a baby stroller with a gun. Yeah, yeah. It was a baby stroller, and there was an Uzi inside. See the director made them coming out, getting dressed, zipping up their flies, putting on their shirts. So yeah, right. basically what's happening now is they're going to sort of get all of the fighter people who have been used and abused and oppressed to, like, have a rebellion. Hi-yah, chop! Hassan, kick! Hassan, kick! Why are you so brave to fight him? Well, the script says 11 people die. I'm 12. I'm 12. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, he's, he's counting. He's counting the body count. Uh, 11. I'm in the clear. Player. Okay. He's in. They've got him because they just overwhelmed him with numbers, and he's in a cage in the octagon. And there's AJ, all beat up. AJ! Chuck! The octagon's the size yeah. of a football field. This is my fight. I chose it. AJ. AJ. What he's saying is, what the fuck are you doing here coming to save me? You've got balls, buddy. 
I wanted to be top dog for a change. This is my show. You have to come crash my party? He's genuinely pissed. AJ thinks it's his movie. AJ in the Octagon. That's right. He thinks it's AJ in the Octagon. Now look, it's they let AJ. him out into the Octagon. Is there like a, a Kraken going to show up? A Kraken. That would be perfect. If this was a James Bond film, yes, they would right. have a Kraken. You expect me to believe all this? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die from this Kraken. <laughs> I expect you to die. Are you cracking a joke? No, it's <laughs> my real Kraken. Kraken humor. Kraken jokes. There's this animated movie about a teenage Kraken. It's really good. Ruby Gilligan. It actually looks cute. Interesting. I went to see Spider-Man. Before Spider-Man, there was eight trailers for kids' movies. Uh-huh. It was the and best I was like, why? Spider-Man. Yeah, it's like, why am I watching Spider-Man, man? It's for kids. <laughs> Thanks for drilling that point home. Thank you, Troll, for drilling that point Multiverse. Yeah, he goes across the, multi- the Spider-Verse. Well, you know, if I may, during this Chuck Norris movie, Spider-Verse is based on a series called The Spider-Verse. It's a, it was a thing. And all those characters are in there. It's good. It's a really great movie. It is? Don't, you recommend don't, I see it? Don't see... I recommend you don't see John Wick and go see Spider-Verse. I gotta write it down to see John Wick because I will not remember to do that on my own. No, I'm gonna go, have to curse myself. John have you seen the Wick. first Spider? The first Spider-Verse? The first cartoon? No. no. Go see it. I've seen none of them. All right. Go, go see it. You'll like it. <sighs> it's another two-hour movie. Another two-and-a-half-hour movie. physics, there's a real thing, the multiverse, and it's ba- it's a real thing that comes from – it's theoretical. And it was very, very cool to know about the multiverse. But in today's world, everyone knows about the multiverse as a silly, fake Hollywood place. It's annoying. Yeah. Look at AJ go, man. He's breaking free. That should be AJ's movie, not Chuck's movie. Agree. He's pretty badass. He is. And nobody takes a punch like AJ except for uh, Chuck's brother. Now, in Porky's, the, the, the brother tells, the cop brother tells the brother, like, hey, Porky's is having a party tonight, right? Like, doesn't yeah. he, like, he gives him. Now, oh, what's going to happen to AJ? Are they going to kill him finally? That's right. Now, I think that doesn't make sense for our film. The climax of the film is him killing Sakura. Why oh, he, wouldn't he be able to save AJ? The he kills is, his own okay, brother? Yes, because in the plot, the, Sakura kills AJ, and that's the final thing he needed to... Okay, this is, oh shit, I'm kicking the balls guy. This is... Uh, right, oh, but he's wearing a mask. Richard Norton. You can't yeah. tell it's Richard Norton because he's wearing a mask over his balls. Right, it's, it's Hayo. Um, Chuck Norris and Richard Norton would appear together two, later, two years later in 1982's Forced Vengeance. Norton yeah. and Chuck's brother, Aaron, also did stunts for the film. So they, they, they have a long history of knowing each other, and it all stems from martial arts. You ever see Unforced Vengeance? No. It just happened. 
Don't force vengeance. Don't force vengeance. Hiya! Chuck, Chuck! Uh, yeah, look at Chuck. He's got the tools. Damn it, your trident is blocking all my sword moves. <laughs> the Occident. The Occident. It's, it's Occidental insurance. The music is all Occidental. It's all Occidental. It's just Occidental music. Oof! Ha! Chuck! Huh. Now, Down he is giving Chuck a run for his money here, right? I mean, this guy is worthy of fighting. Yeah, no, this is a good fight scene, man. Seriously. This is it's what just... Nor Norris spent a full month training for. He would go home to his backyard when he was all done training and do it again with no opponent. Just do his side. You know, he's a He's a better. Who do you think is a better actor, Chuck? Uh, Chuck Norris or Steven Seagal? Steven Seagal. Really? Yeah. I would, I would give it up to Chuck. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, they're both bad, but. All right. Well, let's let's do a bracket. Who else can we uh, put against Chuck? It's gotta uh, you know be. Who I always thought was horrible and wooden was that. Um, uh, who was uh, Dances with Wolves and? Um... Oh, Kevin uh, Kevin Costner. Yeah, I've always felt him to be extremely wooden. Yeah, absolutely. My favorite um, is that movie where he's drafting people in the football. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have um, a whole day of it. What's that film called? Draft Day. It was a whole day of it. Um, what was the one with uh, – in 12 Monkeys, she played the psychiatrist. Oh, Yeah. Now, I think, think she's, she's a very good actress, but she doesn't make facial expressions. I'm trying to remember it. It's been a while since I've seen that film. Watch your back, Chuck. Watch your back. Now, look, AJ breaks free. Right. Chuck gets – both of them get hit. Which is not shown in the – like with, right, with in the throwing UK stars. Version. Yeah. Uh, uh, of home video. In the theaters, it was. Now, watch what happens to this guy. Okay. He kicks him into it. Holy shit. Is that that cool? is a stunt. Yeah. Now, yeah. he's still ready to fight. Look, AJ's dead. And that's it. That's the straw that breaks the camel's back. Look, he still wants to fight. One more. I tell you, I respect stunt people. When they do the arson stunts, it's crazy. Yeah. That is I know that he's protected. It doesn't matter. He must it doesn't be matter. feeling torture. You seen you remember the scene in Deadpool where there's a fight scene and he turns to the camera and he says, That guy is really on fire. And there's a guy running around and he has like prop stuff to keep him safe. Like it's very obvious he has like a towel around his neck. Uh -huh, and he's running uh -huh. around really on fire and the, he looks into the camera and says, He's really on fire. <laughs> I've gotta re-see that movie. Deadpool. Yeah. Gosh, I, it's you keep me busy with the films for this podcast, right. and I'm watching and one I, outside of then, it. I'm not even recommending like quality movies. I'm not saying you should see Fellini's Nine and a Half, Eight and a Half. I'm saying damn it. like, God damn it, <laughs> damn it, Eight and a Half, right now, La Dolce Vita. God, shut up! Stop bringing up movie titles. Octagon. Aging Doctor Octagon. Right now they're on the Fortagon wall. <laughs> there's no banners there's no like Miller Lite signs on the octagon Miller Lite right um, now right now 
he is fighting Sakura while a sort of rebellion is going on. They're putting out fires. Get to say something. Oh no, I guess he's not gonna say something. Mercenaries. Low rent. Let's do it. Oh good. Basically, she lured them by insulting he's, them. He so he's really fighting in this octagon. This is cool. Well, they just exited it. Just as oh. you said that they were in there. They're gonna Exit be fighting the like, yeah. They'll be up on a ridge, and it'll be dramatic. And the final blow will. I still feel like I would be <laughs> satisfied if the final battle renamed. Me too. Me too. It's the movie's title. Yeah. It's not called the roof upstairs above the octagon. <laughs> Maybe that's how they were going to get to that theater. They were going to leave the octagon and go to the Shrine Auditorium. I don't know how they would have pulled that off. That's it would have been a fun, fun scene had they shot it. Yeah. Look at this. He's picking them up. I'm fucking sorry. Uh oh. Cheap shot. No. Oh. Got you the, the heart, and you're <laughs> too late. You're to blame, right? Yeah. You said too late. Got you the heart, and it's too late. I think. Yeah. I guess that's probably another verse, like another right. go round. Not a verse. Bad day. I'm not a fan of Bon Jovi. I don't care that I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not a Frank Sinatra fan either. I don't care. He's from New Jersey. I don't okay. Care. Who else? Come on, boss. Uh, Springsteen. Springsteen. I don't like him. I don't care. He's from New Jersey. Wow. What about RCV Moore? <laughs> he's from New Jersey. Yes, he is. Nobody knows that name. <laughs> RCV Moore. He is our Stevie Moore. On the cover of the railing. Stones. There's a good cover of that. One time I went into Crazy Rhythms and I said, "Do you have that heavy metal rap album? He's he's uh he's on it by the Beastly Boys." And he uh -huh. goes, "No, but I have the uh heavy metal rap song by the Beastie Boys." Say, okay, <laughs> whatever. Smart ass. I thought you were going that Run DMC walk this way when you started. Oh yeah. Playing. Now look, look at this. Now, this explosion is not too big. I'm always complaining that the explosions right. are way too big for reality. That's a, a truck full of gasoline. She is destroying the octagon. They all are. Now, oh. that was too much explosion for a little thing of dynamite. No, but this director is showing restraint. We only see one shot of the explosion, not three different shots. You know what's funny, Mike? They did that. They weren't going to do that, but to dismantle the octagon, I'm not kidding. They were going to have to demolition it. So they said, hey, why don't we just do it in the film? Seriously. That's great. Let's put the money on the screen. You got to clean up anyway. You might as well make right, it right. some footage. They came, they built the octagon, they shot the film, and then they were going to dismantle it, and they had to do it by destruction. By Okay, seriously. Do it, my brother! Brother against brother. 
Yeah, brother against brother. Dad always wanted you to murder more. <laughs> Dad always murdered me more. Flip! Where Wait, so they're not go? in the octagon. They're beyond it. Curse your ninja powers. Right. He was just here. Officer, officer, a ninja tried to attack me. Uh, where's the ninja, sir? He was just here. He was just here. Damn it. How come you're never around when the ninja is around? No, no, that's not me. I'm not the ninja. He just no, disappeared. A... Got him. Give me a hug, brother. And there he is. That's the oh, no, this is it, the final one? Yeah. <sighs> oh. Finally. Where is oh. Oh, look at that. Look at that wash. It's beautiful. Classic. What? It's over? No. AJ, Alright. Carl, I can, this movie can't be over. How did it end? Ridiculous. More movie, please. I show you right. Diddy. Carl, what'd you think of this movie? Uh, it was bad. It was a bad movie, and uh, it was bad. It was bad. I have to say the fighting was pretty good. Like yeah, of course. The spectacle of martial arts is always great, but everything wrapped around it was crap. Yeah. Oh, here's Scott's dream. Remember that's the dream Scott had. Yep. There's the people in it. Come yeah. And if I had to watch a Chuck Norris movie, I would probably rewatch this one over Scott's yep. other one. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's not a bad Chuck Norris movie. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we tried to. Uh, Carl, thank you so much for researching and getting all this shit together for us. You made it a really fun show. This was good. Uh, and man, I am so Chuck Norris out. Yeah, really. We're, we're going to be back. We do this every week. Yeah. We're on the YouTube. We're on the podcast. We're on MutinyRadio.fm. So tune in to yeah. Mutiny Radio this coming Sunday, next week. Make sure you subscribe. Our podcast drops every Sunday night. And we're on the the YouTube next couple days afterwards. What's Carl, the acronym? Anything... What's that? At what's the acronym? L W A F L M O Y T. Of course, Y T stands for YouTube. Two words. Which is dumb. Which is dumb. I don't know. I think it has sounds better than saying A. It's L W A L W A F L M O Y. Unless we started from the beginning saying that, and it would sound very natural to the ear. Too late. Too late after seven years. Why with it. Well, we're going to be back next week. So check us out and we'll see you then. Let's watch Bye. a full length movie on YouTube. friend i wrote this song uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and waves champagne tickles my nose i love to peek outdoors listen you should follow me on twitter it's jokes to carl the french duh not the oh, oh, duh. let's watch a full
six o'clock. It's time for the Girl Quest Hour here on Mutiny Radio. Yay, .fm and .sf. Um, we've got microphones out there for comments today. Because we have a really short list. So um, we can do like longer sets too. Or if you have questions at the end of your set about specific jokes, that's fine. Ask us. And um, I'll take notes today if you're interested in what I think. <laughs> um, uh, if I'm in a weird, m if I'm in a punchy mood, it's because uh, I found out in less than 24 hours about the state of Mutiny Radio, and so it's kind of um, freaking me out, dude. But we'll all be fine. I mean, either way, it's everything's gonna work out in the end. Uh, and you'll all, I'm sure, you'll if you're if you see me tomorrow, or or I, you'll see on the internet uh, what happened. It, the drama will unfold either way. All right, when you hear the horn. Means you have a minute. Uh, your first comedian isn't here, and that's okay. Visiting us from New York, and um, we just we don't get on time, and that's fine. But your next comedian, I'm really excited that he's here, and he has a bunch of new material to check out. And the pacing, I was just overhearing it. Uh, hey, clap your hands together, everybody, for Colin Braun! Oh, yeah. All right. Ready for some red flags. Who here likes balloon animals? Follow-up question, who here has balloons? Pam, 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 eye contact, eye contact. Would I have asked that question if I wasn't prepared? I'm gonna try that again. And when I ask if anybody here has balloons, you will not be helping, okay? Does anybody here have balloons? No, nobody has balloons. No one. It would really help me out if someone had. All right. Well, that's too bad. All I have are these bags. I have to take with me. Everybody, I must advise. Should not have these at home. Make a wish. Mm, I wish I used a fresh one. A goose. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pull out your camera phones now and snap a photo, everybody. You are looking at the picture of mental health. You may be saying, Colin, that doesn't look like any goose I ever saw. And that may be true, but none of those geese were also a clear cry for help. Has anyone else been struggling since I got divorced? I'm trying. Um, I don't know if you guys are good with rejection, but I'm not. Um, and um, um, but I met a very handsome guy, Matt from Denver. Met him on a Wednesday. Did a little bit of dancing, a little bit of drinking, a little bit of kissing. But then he had to go because he's visiting from out of town. He had places to go. He gave me his number. Then he left. And then he texted me about all the things he wanted to do to my butthole involving the word wreck. <coughs> then over the next few days, we were texting, figuring out the right time. And then suddenly he said to me that he wasn't interested in meeting up anymore because he was starting to pick up a pretty unstable vibe. Can you believe that? Starting. 
Like, dude, when you met me, I was drunk at a bar on a Wednesday. That's a red flag. In the span of the 30 minutes that we interacted, he learned that I am a recently divorced gay stand-up comedian who works in the construction industry and rides a motorcycle. My hobbies apparently include binge drinking on Wednesdays and hanging out with strangers while wearing this necklace. Where did you ever pick up a stable vibe? Guys, look under your seats. Look, check up the floor. Are there any green flags that I may have dropped? These are green bags. It's definitely not the same thing. If I were stable, I would not be standing here right now. I would be at home with my husband. And when did mental stability become a prerequisite for hooking up with a stranger visiting from out of town? I have traveled quite a lot in my time, and banging local crazies is without a doubt the best. I hooked up with a guy in Nashville who choked me like he was a serial killer. And then I saw on the news six months later, I think he may have actually been a serial killer. But I'm not blonde, so I did not get murdered. I did get the best joke of my life by the way. I guess that, that old that old thing I obviously am terribly disgusting and lonely, so if you give me even the slightest ounce of sexuality, I will be very thankful. It's the same reason why I do comedy. I like making people happy. Thank you. This is just way more efficient. I only have like five minutes up here, but if I had more time, I would blow every person And in the minute I have left, I don't think I'd make it past that. But what I'm saying is that telling a room full of people that is a this set has done any indication fucking missed out. So now I have nobody. I don't have Matt from Denver. I have us, um, but I do have very good credit. Well, at least capitalism loves me. And let's just say there is interest. All right. My name is Colin Braun. Have a nice night. Hooray for Colin Braun. I'm sorry for laughing at your pain. But it can change just like that. Like that. All of a sudden, one person like shows interest in you and you like go with them forever and then somebody has no one and you're like what and they're like you look pretty and you're like what oh i'm sorry i'm talking about myself but uh you <laughs> you you're really pretty too colin that was lovely feel better yay Call, clap for colin again he needs it yay you're so cute yay don't die don't die <laughs> oh you can <laughs> that's good you Okay, uh, we'll talk to the. We'll bring the next person up. Um, Ian, I moved you down the list one, just so you can relax for a second. And the next comedian just got back to us from college in Vermont. I'm so glad he's back! Yay! Put your hands together for Charlie Moore! Yay! Yeah.
Actually, it's so great to be back. Get to see the sun again. It's gotten like two shades darker, so nigga. Still say it wrong every time. Uh, I've talked a lot before. Uh, I played Division three basketball out in college. For those of you who don't know, there's three levels of college basketball. Division one, which is sponsored by Gatorade. Division two, which is sponsored by Powerade. And Division three, which is sponsored by Financial Aid. Yeah. To be quite honest, though, I really, I really enjoy it. Like, it's not that bad, but sometimes I do have these moments where, like, I look in my body and I'm like, Charlie, you're six five, black. You should play Division one. Like, if I just listen to my racist swimming coach a little bit earlier, like, horrible. Um, I don't know. Like, my team, we're not bad, to be quite honest. We played against a Division I team, and we only lost by 17 points. Their women's team was pretty good, quite honestly. Uh, one thing that always bothers me is the penalties we have for sneakers. Like, I was reading this article, and this guy got sentenced to five years in prison. He had to register as a sex offender for streaking at the Louisville. That's fucked up, right? That's unfair, right? Five years in prison for streaking at the Little League World Oh, I said the joke <laughs> before the punchline. <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't make sense. Uh, I used to be addicted to vaping. I knew I had a problem with vaping when I dropped my vape in the toilet, and my first thought was, put it in rice. That'll fix it. I knew I was broke when I made sticky rice. <laughs> That's how I knew I was broke. Yeah. And I've actually been doing this thing called the rubber band method to get over it, where every time I feel an urge to, like, vape, I snap myself with a rubber band. And I don't know. Just to prove it, I'm not wearing the rubber band. I did not plan this right. But anyways, the rubber band was supposed to break when I claimed I wasn't. Funny if you think about it. Um, <laughs> I think the biggest generational gap between the generations is how we use Google Maps. Like me, I blindly follow it. My parents, they follow, but they argue every once in a while, and my granddad refuses to drive if the voice is Google. Yeah. I'm so reliant on Google Maps that I walked three blocks down the wrong street before realizing I still had it set to walking distance. <laughs> it's bad. I don't know. Like, I'm so blindly following. Like, if Google Maps told me to jump off a bridge, I would follow it the way Anchorman follows the teleprompter. Did I say told me to? I meant gave me orders to. Okay, wrong wording. Uh, I'm, I know I've talked about a lot about my ex and stuff. I haven't, but pretend this isn't a normal set. But I just want to say, I am fully over her. I'm fully over her. Like, I don't even feel sad anymore when she doesn't respond to my goodnight texts anymore. It's, I don't feel sad. No, like, did I arrange a threesome with a girl who had her name and a girl who looks like her just so I could appropriately say her name during sex? No, because that'd be weird, right? Right? That'd be weird. That's why I haven't done it. Like, honestly, I haven't even talked to her in three months. 22 days. <laughs> Nine minutes and 12 seconds. <laughs> okay, it has been a very long time since her funeral, to be quite honest. Like, all right, that's my time. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Yay, Charlie Moore is back. Hooray. Yay. I hope I get to see you all week. Uh, and the Christmas sign and all that stuff. And let's bring together everyone to the next comedian, all the way from New York City. It's Ian Levy. Yay! Um, I, uh, uh, I, I 
I find the the people I'm dating just are very like taste than me students. Like uh, they like doing different things. Like I like going uh, to thrift stores a lot, uh, and the women I date like tend to hate money. That is the biggest. Seems like the main theme with my exes always try to make me go to like fancy breakfast places. I oh, gotta go to this new brunch spot. They do a fun thing uh, where they take your wallet and burn it in front of you. This is a good time. And, uh, I was like, do we get any food? And she goes, no. no. You know, you just sit there hungry for an hour and I take a picture of a mimosa and then we leave. Uh, okay, there we go. I, um, I like learning about history. Uh, I recently learned about, uh, I've been learning about samurai recently and uh, the art of, uh, do you guys know seppuku? It used to, if you dishonored your, uh, if you dishonored your, your lord or master, you would take a sword, stab it into your intestines. It'd be almost like a Z shape. You'd drag it over and then up into your heart uh, to, to die. And to some people that sounds extreme. To me, that just sounds like good customer service right <laughs> there. That's a real... I worked in a lot of cafes, and people get so mad if you screwed up their order. But you know what would have shut them up? If I just pulled out a sword and was like, ah! You know, like, into the full, I brought dishonor to the Starbucks. So there we go. That's true. I, people, I worked in a Starbucks for a long time. People were so mean. And then I worked in a slightly nicer cafe, and people were way nicer. As though that was a, uh, people get, it, they, it's a weird uh, way that you're treated because if you work at a shitty place, people, the customers are mean to you. If you work at a moderately nice place, the customers are nice to you. And then if you work at a really nice place, the customers are mean to you again. It becomes full circle because rich people treat everything like a Starbucks. So they don't care. They can just buy another one. You want to work at a place that the tip is, this is my tip for anyone who works in a cafe, you want to work at a place that's just nice enough that people are excited to be there. Like it's a treat, you know? Where they're, they're like, ooh, $8 for a latte, but they still pay it because they're trying to impress a date. That's what I mean. Because really rich people, they don't act like nice. They act like uh, customers in a, uh, I'm learning that. I um, have a friend who writes a script for a true crime podcast. Um, and I told her recently, I said, I don't think your job's going to be around much more. AI is going to take that over. Because all she does is she doesn't even come up with the story. She gets sent, you know, like the information and writes it up. And so pretty soon there's just going to be an AI that does that. But you can also make an AI that's going to go out and find the story. Make an AI that does a voice that records the podcast. Really, you could have an AI do every part of the podcast. The only part you need a human for is going to be the woman who's murdered. That is the only part. That you know, pretty soon you don't have enough stories. You can make a robot that goes and kills women. So you know, it just doesn't end. It just keeps going. Boy, yep. Okay, uh, now this is lame. I uh, I get into a lot of dumb bad situations. A lot of bad life situations. Uh, I had this happen once. I was with this. I was at karaoke, very drunk. Met a woman and was immediately all over me. Making out, it was crazy. Uh, and then she got a text message. I gotta go. What's wrong? I said, uh, "Well, he, I gotta come clean with you. I have a boyfriend. Okay, I just want to be totally clear. I have a boyfriend. He's at a bar. He wants me to come meet him right now, um, but I want you to come with me." And uh, and I was like, "Is your boyfriend gonna be okay that I come with you?" And she said, "No, not at all. He's intensely jealous uh, to the point that I'm not even allowed to have male friends, but I want to keep hanging out with you. 
So what we need to do is we're going to arrive separately at the bar, and then you're going to, like, pretend to meet me for the first time and my boyfriend at the same time. That way, if he meets, if we all, if he thinks you're his friend, we can keep hanging out. Which I'm like, you know, I'm not an expert on being a good guy, but uh, it feels like that's maybe crossing a line somewhere. And then she said, "If you do this, I will suck your dick." Um, so now I'm best man at their wedding. Okay, so there we go. Your boy's in. I'm going for it. Okay, that's uh, been my time. Thank you very much. Yay! The triumphant return of Ian Levy. Yay! Yay! Who knows how it's done? All right. Um, your next comedian isn't on time, so I'm not going to say his name right now. And your next comic is one of my favorite people in San Francisco. She's amazing and sweet and funny. And just when people say that your next comic's a really good friend of mine, I'm like, yeah, she's like my only friend. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Okay, thank you, Pam. Thank you, guys. Uh, okay, I want to try this out. I've I've done it a couple of times, but um, just not sure. I Norman Vincent Peale said, "Whenever God wants to give us a gift, it drops it up in a problem. The bigger the gift we have coming, the bigger the problem we will receive." This is me right now. Thank you, God, for this wonderful gift of wisdom so cleverly wrapped up in breast cancer. If you don't mind, I'd like to exchange it. Did you keep the receipt? It is a little big. I kind of had my eye on a tennis elbow. That's more my size. Is that okay with you, God? Anyway, I already have one similar to this. Remember last year for my birthday, you gave me an insight encased in a fibroadenoma? Yeah, that was amazing. But you might want to rethink this cancer as a gift thing. I know some people get a lot out of it, but frankly, I'd prefer a watch or some new shoes. Well, thanks again, God. Love, Lauren Kraut, San Francisco, California. USA, Earth. Thank you. Thank you. I tried that the other night, and the, the whole line at breast cancer, just the room fell out. <laughs> just like, oh, fuck. Okay. Um, we say something, someplace, sometime, someone, some who, some, some, no, not someone, some, where, some what, and sometimes some when, but we don't say some who or some why. And I want to know why. What, what did they ever do to you? Well, how come they're not worried? I want to get to the bottom of this somehow. Thank you. There's more. Uh, if I can remember, I can't remember it. Um, I think some who and some why could be useful, and I'll give you an example. Some why over the rainbow, we don't really understand it all. Something about reflection of sunlight, I'm no expert here. 
Some why over the rainbow. Don't expect this all to rhyme. It's hard enough carrying the tune. I can't do both at the same time. Some who, somewhere, someone will un knows my struggle. Right. We don't set out to ruin a day. Take one too many naps, smoke one too many joints, pee in the kitchen sink, and boom, the day is over. It's <laughs> fucked. And nobody wants it. You might as well stay home. Nobody wants to see an old giraffe telling jokes at an open mic. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was walking down the sidewalk the other day, and I must have gotten too close to this guy because he stopped, turned, and said, you're right on top of me. And I swerved to avoid him, and I said, I'm sorry, I'm just going past you. Why are people so slow? I mean, I'm an old lady, and I was walking faster than this young guy, and I was carrying groceries for fuck's sake. I think it's because I lived in New York for so long. People walk faster there, don't they? If I'm always in a hurry. It's like tick-tock, let's get there, let's hurry up. And you lazy California fucks, you don't know how to walk. Don't make me swerve. You know, I'm going to stab somebody in the throat next time, and don't make me do that because you know how I feel about blood. Thank you. All right. Um, because I have OCD, a lot of people have asked me to explain the difference between obsessions and compulsions. When you have obsessions, you worry a lot. You avoid unlucky things like raisins. Hate those fuckers. With compulsions, you repeat certain actions over and over. You touch and count whatever says, touch me, count me. Should you have both and you obsess all day about your compulsions, then you're fucked. Did I touch the kitchen table? When I left the kitchen, did I touch the table? It's Friday. I eat fried crime on Friday. Friday night. All right, I got to go. There's some people in the other room I need to count. <laughs> Thank you. Hooray, Lord Krauss. It's always fun when you suddenly, I'm just like, oh, you have a whole new set now that I have to memorize. Uh, <laughs> just a minute, just a second. Hold on a second. Who's on second? What's on first? I don't know. Third base. Your next comedian. Another friend of mine. He's so wonderful and fun and funny and lovely. Uh, clap your hands together, everybody, for Spencer Devine. Woo! comedian uh i was born with a copper spoon in my mouth i was a sickly child uh and so i would always write people poems and like songs and stuff for christmas because uh, my brother could actually paint and draw and i'm like oh, I'm, I'm good with word things uh and, and they have to like it because it's still so i told someone i'd write them a joke uh for christmas and uh, they're like, oh, I don't know, make it about anything. And I'm like, you don't get how challenges work. You need to give me a thing. Can't write a joke about fucking anything. That's all my jokes. All my jokes are about anything. 
to like, oh, I don't know, make it about the chaos during the holidays. And I was like, what's more chaotic than bees when you least expect it? So this is my bees when you least expect it joke. Okay, so this happened a couple of Christmases ago. And me and my extended family, we all went to Olive Garden because when you're friends, you instantly become family. When you're already a family and you go to Olive Garden, you are now a double family. You're stronger than all the other families. Really, the more families you have involved, it's like the Highlander. It's exponential. You do become a stronger family. And so we're at Olive Garden, and we're just sitting there, and there's Cousin Jimmy with his shirt, D's Nuts, very, very funny. And they come out, our waitress comes out with a platter, right? And we're like, oh, man, there's something going on <laughs> underneath that platter. Like a lot, of m a lot of movement, a lot of action underneath that platter. And so she puts it down on the table, and I reach it for the lid of the platter. She pulls it back. It's a steak fajita, and it's very delicious. And so everyone gets down on the steak fajita. And then it's time for presents because it was just at and so I pull out this box wrapped in a delightful ball. And the man, oh, cause, oh, there's something in the box. Okay, so he, he goes and he opens, and he pulls back the ribbon, and he pulls back the second ribbon, and he goes for the lid of the box. And it's a beautiful watch with an inscription on it that says, you know, your family loves you. And out of nowhere, a prison transport van crashes into the Olive Garden. And in the back door, the back door closes. Like, what? Oh, no. What's going to come out of there? It could be anything. And the doors bust open. And it's prisoners. Okay, because it was a prisoner transport van. It's and it is a stressful situation, so I pull out a new pack of marble 100 go with the cellophane on them, and I slowly unwrap the pack of cigarettes. No way it's been tampered with in any way. And so I the box, and I pull back the foil, and it's cigarettes. So I take out a cigarette, and I'm smoking, and the waitress walks up, and she's like, hey, could you not smoke in here? And I'm like, why? She's like, we have a non-smoking policy. I know there's a hole in the wall, but it's still an olive garden, and I don't care how, if you're a triple family or a double family, you're still just one family. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette, and she's like, no, don't smoke a cigarette. And I'm like, why? And she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? And all of a sudden, a bee drops onto the table, and I realize that not only is everything bees, everything has been bees, and everything will be bees. And the, the, the inscription on the locket was actually just formulated bees. The fajita, the steak bursts open, and it's just full of bees. The waitress, you see a million decisions, pulls her handkerchief, has always been bees. You wake up, You, I wake up and reaching my legs out of a sticky honey cocoon, my thorax still beating, and I realize that I am 
I'm a bee, and I, the world has been taken over by robot bees. That is why I write jokes for Christmas, because I'm poor. Thank you. I've been Spencer Divine. Spencer Divine, everyone. That was a lot of fun. What a ride. That was lovely. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands and a lot, slappy like motion for Dan Guan. Yay! I like soccer. Yeah, do we gotta watch the World Cup finals? Okay. All right, one rule, uh, one little rule of shaking her head in the back. That's typical American. Yep, just what I like to see. Um, no, I, I, I like I like soccer. I, I like I like how the World Cup has ended. So now that America, so now all my American friends can uh, stop pretending that they care. Anyway, um, no, I like it because it's such a huge like emotion. So damn emotional, uh, and it's so emotional that I just don't understand. I think that I, I don't understand why Americans don't care about it a bit more. Like, cause the thing about that's weird about soccer is that like in the U.S. we have things called soccer moms, right? But in the U.K. they also have things called soccer hooligans. And if you don't know the difference, the difference is that with soccer moms, you love soccer so much that you'll just drive your kids to the pitch. Uh, whereas in the UK, if you love soccer, you will they drive your kids away from you because you drink too much. Okay, that's that, that's the only thing. Uh, I think it's weird that the US doesn't really care that much about like soccer because it's because like, it's uh, such an emotional sport. Like you could do a lot of things with it. Because in the UK, what's different is that they literally have police to break up riots at games. We're Americans. We basically invented storming the Capitol. Like, what do we? Like, what more do you not want? Like, with that? Okay. And I, yeah, can you imagine like the day that when it was in America, if they actually care about soccer? Like, can you imagine if soccer moms going around flipping over minivans just because they're gave they gave their kid a yellow card? Like, that would be a truly, truly great day. All right, cool. This primacy's dead. Anyway, um, anyway, uh, uh, with a couple things about me actually as well. Uh, I actually speak a lot of languages. As you guys didn't know, I speak a lot of languages. Uh, I speak uh, English, uh, French. Chinese, uh, and a tinge of pretentiousness. Anyway, uh, yeah, and I think learning languages is really useful, uh, not to just to talk to other people, uh, mostly just to confuse racists. Yeah, because then when I, sp when I speak French, they're all just going to be like, I can't tell if you're a, a professor or a crazy rich Asian. Like, which one are you, you know? All right, cool. No, that's not going to work. That's, that's fine. Uh, speaking of languages, uh, I like... One thing, one thing I, I realized when I was, was growing up was that a lot of kids uh, growing up in my town, they always liked, loved it when I spoke Chinese to my parents. Like, it would be a time when my phone would ring, and they would actually hush the entire conversation and tell me that I had to stop. Uh, which is always so stupid, because they always pretended like that they always thought that they knew Chinese. Like, one of my conversations, they would just, like, stop, and they would hear me say, Uh, Steven. Like, and they're like, that's it, that's it. Okay, all right, that, all right, that, that one's dead in the water. This is a tough night. All right. I'm going to leave you guys alone. Uh, I'm frugal, but I'm not cheap. Uh, and I think I, I, it's a huge difference between that. And I really get mad when people confuse that. Because when you're frugal, it just means that you rarely spend money. But you'll spend on quality, right? You're, you're just frugal that way. Whereas when you're cheap, uh, that just means that you rarely uh, take money out of your mattress. That's what it means uh, when you're cheap. Uh, yeah, one time I went on a date with this one girl, and uh, we w had went and we had a nice uh, coffee chat. And uh, she then told me why he can spend more money on dinner. I think it's cheap, and I don't think that I don't think that's true. I'm not cheap. I just don't think you're worth it. So that's 
yeah, that's 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 my biggest difference. Uh, you know, also especially if you're cheap. If uh, when we're coming out of the pandemic, you still do your first date uh, over Zoom. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's so crazy. Like, you could be looking at that, being like, "Yo, this inflation going on? Nah, COVID's still out. I can't do this first date out. We got to do it on Zoom." You know what I mean? Like, that's just that's just how it is. things about me uh guys uh, actually I have my birthday is coming up pretty soon i have a uh, my birthday's on january 4th oh thank you oh so you don't have to clap for that that's nice yeah no one really cares about my birthday mostly because that most people forget it's usually four days after new year's like everyone's usually hungover uh the one year that they did actually care about it they also forgot about it too uh because then two days later they they stormed the capitol so that's okay a little too real all right all right all right well all right we'll do we'll do one one more Let's see. Uh, I think dating can be tough out here, uh, mostly because I think sometimes women have way too high standards here. And they give us, like, the silliest reasons, too. Uh, like, one time I got this girl's number, I texted her, and all she said was, No way! I don't fuck with men with Android phones. I think that's a red flag. And I'm like, don't you mean that's a green flag? Like, okay, that's a silly thing. All right, I've been d- I'm done. Thanks so much for having me. The end one, everyone! Hooray! Bye, Colin. Don't kill yourself. Bye, Charlie. I'll see you later this week. Yay. Hopefully. Yay. Okay. J.W. Blunt is streaming and doing a little candy shot. Um, J.W. Blunt has a show on Fridays here called the J.W. Megawave Show. And uh, he's with the Great Yale Kill has a Peaky Death concert on Friday or Saturdays. And sometimes he does comedy stuff, too. So talk to him about booking a show. Okay. And it's always a great show. And he streams it live on the Mutiny Instagram, but then also he has like a tiki bar on his outside um, It's really cool. His patio is super fucking cool. And he has a lot of really neat people in there. Alright, your next comedian. This is exciting tonight. We have we have two maxes, but the first one is super new to the room, and I saw his picture and I was like, oh my god, you look like a Republican, but he was hanging out with Skeletor's sister, Nancy Pelosi. Put your hands together, everybody, for Max Spark, Max Spark, yay! Yeah, I didn't either. And then where I can't wait, but happy Christmas to you and all your families. None of this happy holiday bullcrap I like to hear. Okay, and but I've always been very cynical about the idea of Christmas. You know, like. I, I like Christmas, but just the idea of Santa never made sense to me. Like, I was arguing, I was probably around in the seventh grade, I was arguing with someone about if Santa was real or not. And because I'm not an idiot, I was on the opposing side. And, and, um, and he was saying that Santa has to be real because my mom and dad, they're upstairs. I'm a sweep. How do the presents get under the twee, out of the cookies, get eaten, out of the carrot get eaten? Santa and the Rudolphs. Point point proven. Okay? And what I said to him to systematically break down his nonsensical argument about a man, a fat man who slides down our chimney, is that if Santa ate all those cookies in one night, like you presume, he would get a heart attack and die. So he can't be real. And you might say, say what I did was, you know, mean or being rude or a bit of an asshole or whatever. But I am right. So I was at a card store the other day, 
And I know, but I look like a total stud even though I'm just telling girls or whatever. Um, but there is, like, there's a nerd side to me, you know? Um, I, and I was playing Magic. Does anyone here play Magic? Yes! Woo! Love Magic. Do you have a boyfriend? No, not me. Like, I'm not asking you. But I don't, I'm saying, I, I, don't <laughs> I, don't have a, I don't have a girlfriend. It's a common, common pattern for people who play Magic. But, um, <laughs> all right, I, the second it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, wow, that is insinuating. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, this man playing next to me, he goes, I, I overhear him talking, and he goes, I've seen Star Wars more times than I have, uh, I've had sex. And I don't know what came over me, but something came inside me and spoke for me. And it wasn't me, I swear. That I said to a complete stranger, you've never seen Star Wars? Wow, it's a great, it's a great movie, come on. And, and um, you know, he, wa he wasn't happy. He was like, ha, he's dick. I'd probably get more girls in on a weekend than you have in your whole life. You know, I didn't, I was just joking with the man. I didn't want to be, you know, like serious. And you know what? Like, I am a stud who gets hella girls and whatever. But, but like, you know, I, 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 it was just a joke. I was just playing around with it. I apologize. I'm like, I'm sorry. Cracking a little joke. I leave. Say goodbye to the man. He stands up. have to take another shower when I get home. Because I think he's about to hug me. That's the thing I think. So um, and um, <laughs> but he gets up and he goes like this. What, what, what are you doing? I do not want to make amends with you. Did you just try to Strangle me from like you just try to use the force on me right now. Are you serious? Leave now. And uh, I haven't been back to the card store since, so he won that battle. Um, do you guys have any friends that get way too excited about literally everything? You know, they're like the definition of positive vibes. They hang on Hate Street a lot. Uh, you could say anything. You could be like, "Yo, bro, I, I, I'm gonna go take a shit real quick." <laughs> Fucking sick, dude. Love shits. You just feel so free after, you know? Another thing about these guys is that when something is when something's negative, just like a bit too positive, it still just has to be positive in the negative situation. Like I could be like, yeah, bro, but this it's hard for me to say, but like my mom died. No, bro. You serious? It's like Man, I, I, I get you, bro. Like, I, I get you because, like, in third grade, my, my, pet, my pet fish, Timothy, passed away. And it's like, my, my, my pet fish, Timothy, passed away. And it's like, that hit me here, bro. That hit me here. Wow. Hearing our collective experience has really not made me feel any fucking better. Thank you. Hey, that's my time. Thank you. I'm Max Sparks. Yay, Max Sparks. Yay. I'm submitting that video for college, so thank you guys for actually oh, laughing. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yay.
Wait, so uh, you're you are super young. I was like, you're uh, you did your debate at the beginning, and I was like, oh my god, it's too bad Connor isn't here. He was on the list because you could do hates debates. But I'm sure you're probably way too young to be inside a nightclub. Um, uh, I I, I performed inside bars. You uh, have? Yeah. He's too young yet to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I do have. I I literally have magic cards like back here. Oh. Yeah, I know. And you'll freak if you want to look through them. You can't because they're all super to. old. They're like from the early thousands. And oh, I have great. I have like a lot of. I sat I'm sad, sad to say this, but I like uh I have no friends who play it anymore, so I can't play. Oh. I would love to play. Yeah, I well I'll school you. I'm sure you will. I don't understand the, all yeah, the counter yeah. decks now, they're crazy. Um you're lovely and amazing and come back because we are an all ages venue. Everybody clap it up so we can thank go you, to thank college, you. everybody. It's Mac. Yay. Yay. He's gonna go to college. Oh, okay, your dad's in the car. Bye. I'm so glad I didn't poke smoke pot inside tonight. So there you go. Yeah, if never eat my baked goods, there's always weed in them. Clap it up again for the young man, Mac. Yay. His dad's in the car. Next time, bring your fucking dad in, bro. All right. We have a couple. Your voices are really good, too. Your act outs are really good. Uh, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Ezra Lux. Hi, guys. Hi, all. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Um, was, uh, was it day night two of Hanukkah? Contrary to what some people say, it's not really like Halloween anymore. It's Christmas. About it, everybody wants an eight-inch penis, but a sixty-four-inch penis—that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking lame. Um, I uh, Pam, are you stoned yet? No, I'm just. Oh, okay. I I'm a little bit. Um, I it's pro it's kind of an issue because like I can't watch reality TV anymore while I'm high because reality TV shows are so like gamified. I think it's because of American Idol. Like they're like everything has to be a contest, and it sucks because me being stoned like makes me into the like Bill Belichick of whatever the contest is. So like I'll be watching like you know five meth heads bidding on storage lockers and I'm like no you idiot you have to get the one with the piano in it and it's like I don't know fucking anything about wh what that is. The worst one I saw is you know that show Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. That show's so fucking evil because it's set up like a contest, <laughs> and like the first episode of the show is like well now. I'm going to divide you guys into two teams of recovering addicts, and we're going to do some games, and there's going to be eliminations. I'm like, this is, like, medical treatment. Stop doing this. <laughs> That'd be awesome if you, like, sprained your ankle and you went to the hospital, and they were like, you know, you know, we'll treat you, but you have to do, like, hurdles first. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't write this. I'm just thinking of written jokes. Let's just do some old jokes. Um, I was, uh, I was reading, uh, reading about history. I'm big into that. Um, my favorite, uh, era of history is the age of exploration, which is when people were trying to find, like, you know, the North Pole, the South Pole, climb Mount Everest, all that stuff. 
Uh, it seems very passe to me. Like I think there's probably like a Bennigan who needs to come in his Mount Everest at this point. It's very touristy. Um, but I was reading about this guy. There's this expedition called the Robert Peary Expedition, and one of the guys on the expedition, I read that he was on three failed expeditions to the North Pole. So I was like, I got to read about this guy because he is on Twitter. And so it's like ex Expedition One, Peary Expedition. He's like one of like three people to not freeze to death. It resorts to cannibalism. It's a disaster. He gets back to England and he's like, I want to give this one another crack. <laughs> and he and so he's like, I'm gonna do another expedition. Second expedition also ends in cannibalism, and he's one of the like two survivors. And he gets back to London again, very suspicious. And he's like, guys, third expedition. <laughs> I, ha I have to do it. And this time they make him the captain of the expedition. Like he got a promotion, which is I wish how that's how I got a promotion, just by eating all of my coworkers. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he gets on the third expedition. Third expedition also ends in cannibalism. Like this man is just a cannibal. <laughs> he's just found his inn. Like I bet – Preparing for that third expedition, he was, like, getting rid of all the food in secret. He's like, we don't need this, man. <laughs> um, let's see. I should probably think of, like, a better, like, end. Ah, whatever. Uh, all right. Let's do one more. I was uh, at the store, and they have this brand of chocolate called Pony's Slavery-Free Chocolate. This is a real brand of chocolate. I'm not – this is not fictional. It's real. They sell it at, like, Whole Foods and stuff. And – I was like, that is a terrible marketing move to put the word slavery on the name of your food. <laughs> like, even if it's it's appended by the word free, it's just still bad, you know? And it also just, like, it's just made me suspicious. Like, it'd be like if I had, like, a movie theater called Ezra's Child Pornography Free Movie Theater. And then so I Googled it because I'm like a combative asshole. I Googled it, and the top result was Pony slavery-free chocolate removed from list of slavery-free chocolate providers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Again, I don't have an ending to that other than like don't buy that chocolate because they're liars and do slavery. So anyway, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Ezra, everyone. That was a lot of fun. He's Reading up in the history books. Read the Donner story again, the Donner Party story. That one's a real lo lot of real fun about cannibals. What's that? That one. Uh, you're next to me, Andy. We have a bunch of Maxes in the room tonight. That's exciting. Um, I'm really happy he's here. Put your hands together for Max Eddie. Yay! Hi, everyone. Um, I, I got a story I'm trying to work out. Um, happened, uh, I was in the San Francisco Comedy Conference last year. And uh, we had a show in Anaheim, and uh, I was going up first. It wasn't a big crowd. I was like, oh, I'm going to go up first. And the only thing I knew during the show was the mayor of Anaheim was doing the same thing. So I dedicated, I had a 10-minute set. I dedicated about three minutes of my 10 to telling the mayor of Anaheim that I was going to have sex with him. Like, just a lot. Like, oh, you hey, we should have sex. You should, I could really help you in the polls. Because we'd be an interracial queer couple, and that plays well in the Bay Area, so you should suck my dick. You know things like that for like three minutes. It was it was very very fun and silly. It was great. But after I get off stage, I had like an okay set. But after I get off stage, I learned two things at the same time. One, 
is three days earlier, the city of Antioch had to settle for blasphemous claims against that man. So that's number one. Number two is uh, the mayor of Antioch was one of the three judges that night. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I should quit. I should go home for sure. Like this is, this is game over. I lost, and that's okay. Um, I got second place, though. And I was like, how did that, how, like, what, what happened? Like, how, like, did the other two judges give me infinity? Like, what, what, I don't know how averages work, but it doesn't seem like it could mathematically work out. But we're in the green room after they announce the scores and shit, and the mayor of Antioch comes back, and he comes up to me, and I swear to God, he just goes, I loved your set. <laughs> and I was like, how did this faggot not give me first place? Okay, that's. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's he's gay. Is the <laughs> is the last part? Okay. Um, but um, I've been uh, I've been dating a lot. Um, and I have an issue when I'm dating where I'm very direct. I tell people how I feel. Uh, like I was on a third date with a girl recently. I told her, hey, I just really like you. Like, uh, like she started glitching in front of me. I I was like, are, are you okay? She goes, I, I'm sorry. It's about the way you speak, really like, I'm sorry. I really like you. Is that better? And she's like, don't do that. Um, and and she was like, I'm I'm sorry, I lied. I it's just I don't like when people are that forward. Like that's it's just weird. It's a third date. Why are you being that forward? I was like, oh, um, I'm sorry. I gotta go to the bathroom, and I left. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she bought all six of my appetizers too. Fuck her. Uh, but um, I don't know how that works. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> nice as well. Thank you. But um, oh, this is a thought I had on Bart. This is not good. Um, I, 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 I like. I think it's good that uh, cum is liquid. I, I think that's the appropriate state of matter for cum. Is it would be if like imagine if it was just like vapor and. Like, you could just get pregnant, like people got COVID and shit, <laughs> just, oh yeah, just, just, oh my god, I'm five months long, just droplets, it's a nightmare, but, uh, <laughs> you just have to wear, like, N95s for panties, like, it'd be, uh, <laughs> guys would have to wear N94 skins, I'm sorry, uh, it's so fucking stupid, but, um, but yeah, and solid, solid would also be bad, uh, for a cum, plasma would be lit, but, um, <laughs> But solid would be bad. It just uh, every it's a kidney stone every time you want to want to come. And have you has anyone here ever had a kidney stone? Yeah, it sucks. I had one last year. It's yeah. Some people say it's like peeing out a rock. Like that's not quite right. It's more like peeing out the rock. Like like I had a Dwayne in my Johnson. Like it was. I was like, why is it stop working out? Like it's yeah, it was really bad. Um, yeah. It's actually I I um. A uh, kidney stone is actually the most painful thing someone can go through. Like, it's more painful than childbirth, according to my experience. And, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that's silly. Um, I have one last thing. Um, I've been, uh, I, I have anxiety. Uh, anxiety game, maybe? Uh, oh, if you got anxiety in Mutiny Radio right now, let me hear you say, <laughs> But um, I take uh, I take Lexapro for it, and um, two of the side effects of Lexapro that they tell you about are um, 
hallucinations and suicidal ideation, which is like that's that's weird side effects that thing is supposed to make me happy. Uh, <laughs> like that's like it's like Russian roulette with your brain. Like you feel unlucky, ten milligrams. Like, um, and I don't want hallucinations or suicidal ideation, but if I get one, I hope I get the other. You know, like if I'm thinking about killing myself, I'm gonna need a friend. And I feel like the hallucination might come in handy. Like, I might just be standing over the Golden Gate Bridge like, oh, nothing to live for. And Freddy Krueger puts his hand on my head. You got something to live for, brother. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, Freddy, I thought you were just in my nightmares. I'm in your dreams, kid. Um, side effects may include. I don't know. Um, thank you, guys. Bye. Yay. Thanks, Eddie, everyone. Hooray. I, I, that sounds exciting. Maybe I should get on some of that shit. You get hallucinations? That sounds good. That sounds like a drug I can get on board with. All right, your next comedian is new to the room, and I'm excited that they're here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sydney. been here before <laughs> this is like three times in my life so we'll see how this goes <laughs> um okay um <laughs> okay so my this joke i've been working on um is a true story and um involves uh an old friend of mine who's getting who was getting married last year and um was ruining her first year. Um, <laughs> such as <laughs> yelling at her for not getting a vaccine, and then things started going south from there. But I was at her bridal shower. <laughs> Bachelor bride. I don't know. So I was at her bridal shower, and she was opening up all these presents. And this is like two hours into this thing, and you have to like opening up every present, reading every card out loud, and, like, we're just, like, there for an hour, had to drive, like, two hours, I don't know, and someone, and so I was getting bored, and I was trying to distract myself, and, you know, whatever, and, but someone gave her a card that said, marriage is like coffee, something, something, something sweet and creamy, and I was, I, like, chuckled as I was, like, walking across the room, and she was, like, care to share with the class, ma'am? Um, and I was like, are you sure about that? Um, because I was like, yeah, I just think it's like really funny because coffee's bitter. Um, <laughs> she was not pleased. The look that she gave me was like death stare. But um, then in the car ride back, as I was crying at the end of, um, as our friendship was dying, <laughs> I slowly was digging myself into more of a hole. I was just like, that's the coolest thing ever. Marriage is like coffee. Marriage is like coffee. First it's hot, then it's not. <laughs> Marriage is like coffee, exploited by capitalism. <laughs> I'm like really, I can't tell her that joke though, because I like I've recently like reconnected with her. This is like over a year ago and no one can ever know. No one tell her. 
I hope this isn't recorded. <laughs> um, but um, so speaking of uh, Christmas from earlier, someone was talking about how he was upset that they were fighting a person who believes in Santa Claus. And I was like, yeah, that was, I was the person who believed in Santa Claus. I didn't stop believing in Santa Claus <laughs> in seventh grade or eighth grade um, until, like, uh, my friends were like, what the fuck, Sydney? And I was like, yeah, like, this is real. And they're like, no. And so then I don't remember the exact thing that, like, pushed me over the edge to stop believing in it, but um, I feel like it still resonates today in terms of, like, other stuff that I believe in, um, like astrology. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of bullshit at work. I work at a science, very sciencey place, and I was, um, I'm like designing this like uh, art exhibit, um, interactive art thing, and I like about hands, and so I was looking up palmistry, and um, before I go into this palmistry thing, to tell you this like how much I believe in astrology is like, I made an art piece about it. I've written like code about it. I like whenever I go somewhere I'm like, so like what's your sign? And <laughs> um, but <laughs> um and uh yeah, but so I'm designing this art piece and it's about hands um because of other reasons. And so I was like, oh well what about palmistry? And I look up palmistry and I start reading it and um it's just like this one indicates like how old you'll live to be and your signs of blah 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 and and I was just like, yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> a little bit, but yeah. Um, astrology is real, palmistry is not. Yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Yay, Sydney! Yay! Come back again and again and again. That was lovely. And tell your friend that got married. I, I, hey, I used to be married. I got my first STD from my friend. Yeah, you'll get it too. It's sexually transmitted debt. That's what you get. <laughs> Except you, you young kids, you're so progressive. You call them STIs, and I'm like, was that sexually transmitted income? That's that's a lot more. That's that's a lot more forward thinking. Uh, all right, what's your name? You want to be on the list? What's your name? Cool. Um, but it's pronounced like Faye. That's it. I'll remember that. All right, we've got a couple comedians left. One of them just walked in. Put your hands together for Art G. Hello. Was that your first time doing stand-up? Hey, give no, kinda second. Well, give it up for her, anyways, huh? Hell yeah. Guys, I grew up in San Francisco. I think San Francisco is the most unique place in the world. It's the only place where it's easier to come out as gay than it is as an Elon Musk fan. But I'm actually an immigrant. I wasn't born here. I'm Armenian. I lived in Russia for 10 years, and then I moved to San Francisco. My family came to San Francisco in May 2003. I was 12 years old, so I had the summer to learn as much, as much English. Clearly, I still haven't learned. Learn as much English as I can before school started. And the advice that I got was to watch a ton of TV. People said, watch TV, you hear the conversation, you're going to pick up on the language. So I went to work. I was watching TV all day. And it was starting to work. I was starting to understand the actors. I was picking up on the words. 
But when I would try to talk to people that didn't understand me, I didn't understand them. Turns out I spent the entire summer watching Telemundo. Ay, Dios mío. I just saw a hot weather girl. I was like, that's the channel for me. I didn't know how to speak English, but I knew how to order a burrito. Fucked up. Um, the most badass thing about me, guys, is that I've been arrested and I went to jail. Yeah. The most dumbass thing about me is that I've been arrested and I went to jail in San Francisco for weed. It gets stupider. I didn't get arrested by a San Francisco police officer. I didn't get arrested by a California highway patrol officer. I got arrested by a San Francisco State University police officer. You know how embarrassing it is getting arrested by a campus cop? That's like getting suspended by a substitute teacher. Because are they even allowed to do that? Apparently they are. But wait, there is more. It gets stupider. I wasn't even a student at San Francisco State. I was just driving by. Here's what happened. I was speeding. I had weed in the car. Whoop, whoop, police. I, I get pulled over. Now, at the time, my only experience with cops is hearing rappers talk about it. But at the time, the song 99 Problems by Jay-Z is going through my head. You guys know that song? Yeah? So in the second verse of the song is a conversation that Jay-Z is having with a cop after he gets pulled over for writing this. So that's what's going through my head, right? So the cop walks up to me. He says, do you know why I pulled you over? And I remember in the song, Jay-Z responds to that question with, because I'm young and I'm black and my hat's real low, do I look like a mind reader, sir? I don't know. So I said that to him, but like a white boy, I was like, oh, jeez, officer, I'm so sorry. No, I do not. Then he smells the weed in the car, and he goes, can you get out of the car? I'm going to search it. Again, I remember the song, this happened to Jay-Z, and he says, well, my glove compartment is locked, so is the trunk in the back, and I know my right, so you're going to need a warrant for that. Well, I told him, you're going to need a warrant for that. I guess you could say Jay-Z was my lawyer at the time. But then the cop goes, get the fuck out of the car, I'm going to drag you out. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot the rest of the lyrics. Yeah, he put me in handcuffs, goes for backup, a couple of more cop cars pull up, this time real cops. This is how I imagine the call for backup. He was probably like, hey, this is campus cop. I made an arrest. I'm going to need backup. The cop on the other line was probably like, are you even allowed to do that? All right, let's see. I have this weed in my hand. You guys are being Perfect. Guys, I'm all for enabling women to penetrate male-dominated career fields. Like, there is no reason why we shouldn't have more female software engineers, for example. No reason at all. Some career fields. Like, the other day, so embarrassing, I, I did number two. And the thing about me, I take massive shits. So I clogged the toilet, and I had to call a plumber. So it was embarrassing. But you know what would have made it more embarrassing? If a hot blonde named Rebecca showed up with a plunger. I just think a plumber should not only be able to unclog a toilet, but they should look like somebody who could clog a toilet. I think that's why you always see their ass crack out when they're like fixing shit, is their way of saying, hey, you're seeing this? Don't be embarrassed. I clogged the few myself. Stupid one. Thank you, guys. Archie, everyone. Hooray, huzzah. 
Um, Dominion Dominion Sims, I can never say his fucking name, uh, is supposedly on his way, but until he arrives, uh, clap for me, yay! No, I, I am, I'm working on like a big joke, yeah. Well, and it was too bad Max slept because he said that he was getting hallucinations from his medication. I've been trying to get my head together, so I've been taking a grip of acid lately. And that has not been working. It's not. I've been thinking about some really weird shit. Not like your, now I'm going to think about your weed. Now, I, your, your dumpster's so big, when you go number two, they curl around the bowl. You go number six, bro. That's <laughs> great. Just tell if you love it. Okay. So I've been thinking a lot about questions, which is, I get I get so high and then I think about like the body. I think that we're like we're made of seventy percent water and when the polar ice caps are melting, all the water you're like, Well, where's the water going? And I'm like, In the pee ball. So how do we how do we pump the people for the water? But you can pump me for my breast milk, but I'm gonna need to pump water later. And, and this is terrible. I saw I was on the BART and I saw a family and I don't hate but there were twins. There were twins that were ugly. No, excuse me. There were triplets. There were four children. There were triplets that were ugly, and they were fraternal too. There were two boys and a girl, and you could tell they were triplets because they were all kind of the same size. They were very poor. They were ugly, ugly children. And I look over their parents. And I'm like, well, those are some ugly people. But then the hubris of these motherfuckers—they had a fourth kid. They had a fourth kid, and it was ugly too. These little assholes are stealing my water. They're made of 70% water. What? And then someone goes, well, they're just let the kids eat apple juice. Apples are made of water. Everything's made of water. These little ugly little assholes. I bet they're stupid, too. I bet they're just like, but we live in Walnut Creek, so um, we can afford water. <laughs> I'm so egg. I cap I'm so angry. I'm so bitter. So I've been doing a lot of acid to try to fix that. And uh, it's a gra- it's a gland in the body that when you have certain hormones because you had a baby or whatever, can excrete that has both a nutritive and creative function. Right? Weird. Fuck, they eat the big. It's so fucking weird. And it's like fetish guys are like, I want to suck on your tits. And then we also do it to animals. We're like, we're going to make you have a baby. And then we give the milk, which is weird and gross. We put it in this pasteurized thing, homogenize it, whatever. We heat it up. Is there any cheese? Is there whatever. And we're like eating this stuff, like it's off of beginning. And here's the thing: all the time can create a fluid that has both nutritive and creative content. And before you think I'm advocating for babies to suck dick, that's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is that, like a cow, we could hook you up to a machine, probably, and and we can. And we can take the excretion and we can homogenize it and pasteurize it and make it into something. It's made with protein. There's a lot of protein in there. Why have we not utilized, I mean, you could solve world hunger right now with your nut sack. And you could pull it out. We can homogenize it. We can pasteurize it. Some nut butter. To save the fucking planet, everyone. Right? It's so gross. I actually think that if you take a jizz in your breast milk and leave it on the counter, uh, it turns into a duck. 
Affleck. <laughs> so um, I used to always have sex in the kitchen, um, right, because there's, there's a cool mirror in there. And, well, also I'm really, really lazy and I don't like seeing and, um, right? So I would try to, I try to get guys to, to come into the compost, you know? But I eat a lot of eggs because I'm kind of like an ovo-vegetarian type person. I eat so many eggs. But what happened was one time uh, he came into the compost and the next morning uh, there was a duck. I don't know. I'm, like I said, I'm doing a lot of acid. <laughs> this is, these are the jokes that come out when you're like sitting at home and you're like, that's, there's my cat and the shadow people are here now. Woo! Anybody, know, everybody know about the shadow people? Uh, they've been drizzling all over my carpet. No, I don't know. I don't know what the shadow people are doing. <laughs> I need to be doing the right thing. Do you ever smoke so much pot that you understand Spanish on the bus? that ever happened to you too? Yeah, Jacinta. Hey, she's been cheating on you forever. We all know about it. All of San Francisco knows Jacinta. ¿Qué pasa en tus pantalones? ¿Tiene fiesta en mis pantalones? As a playa. Oh, and my other important thing, too. I only know like three things. Unless it's that and uno más cubeta de cerveza, please. One more bucket of beers, please. Only important things you need in a language. So I wanted to do my beers today. Here's my other new thing. I guess I'll run that one. I'm, I'm very I'm not. Uh, but I've never internet dated because I don't, I know what I rest my integrity on. I've never had an internet dating profile and I've, I've never seen the movie Titanic. These are two things that I've never done that I rest my integrity on. And, uh, and, uh, but I'm lonely, and I thought, oh, well, you know, I, I kind of want to do a new people. Maybe I should get a profile, a Tinge, Bumble, or a Craigslist Misconnection. I should do something to get out there, right? So I asked one of my guy friends, or I asked one of my girlfriends, hey, you've been internet dating. What do you do? What do you do to internet date? She said, well, I raised that bar really high. And then I asked one of my guy friends, well, you've got to lower that bar way, way down. My question is, why can't we just meet at the bar? <laughs> Everyone has to take a survey. I don't know if we're compatible unless I take a survey because I can't communicate with you in any meaningful way unless I know everything about you and I've seen 15 pictures and I know who you are. Like, you either know or you don't. You're attracted to someone. It's that easy. Is it not? I mean, I'm lonely. I don't know how it works. Can someone tell me? So, so I was outside a bar smoking, looking for hot men, as I do. Thank you. And uh, a fire truck came by right, and parked, and out of it spilled like 10 hot men in coffee, right, and one of them had, oh yeah, one of them had an axe, and I was like, oh yeah, and they all like ran up the stairwell to see someone from an opiate overdose or something, I don't know, it's San Francisco, I don't know what they were doing there, but they came down right away, I hadn't even finished my cigarette, and I thought, oh, well, the person must be dead, but I, I saw one of the hot guys, and, and I like snorkeled him, and I like, and he raked back, and I gave him like a little finger and like a little sip, and I like kissed him. I was like, oh. and then we were so vibing. Rang the bell. He rang the bell. Ring a ding. But I'm so stupid. I didn't take down the number of the truck. So how am I supposed to find a friend now? Right. So well, this is my. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go to the same place at the same time 
and I'm going to pay a questionably high price $20 to start a fire, right? And then, woo, woo, woo. Well, that's my version of Tinder. Okay, see, there it is. It's a long way to go for the punchline, but I'm going to do it. All right, we have one last comedian tonight. I'm so excited that he's here to do the room. Put your hands together, everybody, for Shay. Out of time. one that's a lot of pressure a lot of good comedians out here tonight how's everybody feeling really just that much it's monday in san francisco i get it who in here feels suffered a privilege Really? Only the white people said anything? I'm really working on this joke because a lot of people don't get it. Privilege is really hard to Something that's invisible. Don't feel it. You carry it with you all the time. And it makes you feel good about yourself. Kind of sounds like Jesus. I mean, I grew up in the church, so you can see my song about privilege. Just like I learned songs about Jesus. So the song I learned about Jesus. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Does anyone know this song? All right, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. But instead of light, we're going to put in privilege. Can everybody sing it with me? This little privilege of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let me hear y'all sing it. This little privilege of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Okay, way to break in. Now we having fun. I mean, we all have to, like, start with just accepting our privilege. There are some things that I admit I'm better. Like, I brought in a woman who is healthily fucked. The only one who laughed at that because she knows she's healthily fucked. No matter what happens, I'm about to go and fuck the shit out of her tonight. So if somebody's having a bad night, they can take cues from me and say my privilege is I lays it down. But you know what? There are some privileges that are hard. There's some negative. That's Jesus stuff right there. That's called a callback to all the people who are still trying to learn how to do this. Privilege gives and takes away. Much as I feel confident, sometimes I have a problem feeling vulnerable. You know, because I'm the life of the party, and sometimes I don't look. 
because I'm handsome, I really don't think I should have to do that. So, I need to tell you guys all the time about why I should have to do why I need to buy groceries And, I mean, I want to listen to her. I want to our relationship stronger than it is. Then I look in the mirror and I say, well, I'm handsome. I always get another girl here. <laughs> Privilege. Privilege. You really going to heckle me? <laughs> See, now that 30 minutes of lovemaking is going to go down to 15. See, that didn't make it on the radio. So you got to come to the show to see what I did. We need to pack this house. All right. Uh, okay, I work in a job that is both rewarding, interesting, changes every day, but also stressful as hell. Does anyone work with kids? Oh, thank God. You guys are lucky as fuck. Uh, most of my material comes from children actually because they're hilarious they write great jokes and the thing about it is kids write jokes and they don't realize that they're writing material because they're just living and just feeling things for the first time so today i had a kid run up to me and say okay Tell me, what the, what the fuck is it? That's what I'm thinking in my head. I didn't tell him what the fuck <laughs> is it. That's how you get fired, okay? So I said, okay, please tell me what it is. Motherfucker, I know I'm cool. That's why I'm teaching you. The fuck you mean? But, you know, I can't tell him now, so I'm like, all right, man, I appreciate it. Motherfucker, you are six. What the fuck? I want to be best friends with you. You don't got a job. You can't take me to the movies. Shit, you ain't going to be good in the mall. What the fuck can you do for me? But I realized, six, he don't got no friends. I don't know how to interact with my kids. I picked like a good one. I looked him dead in the fire. Get your ass down. Shut the fuck up. Got shit to do. And that's my time. Thank you for having fun with me. This is that nigga in comedy. Yay! Yay, that was Shay, everybody. Welcome to San Francisco. That was wonderful. Yay. All right. Well, Dom, it looks like Dom didn't show up in time. But we did it. We had a show, and, and that was super fun. We had new people, and another new people, and audience people, and and a high schooler that was all very exciting today. Ooh. Yeah, his oh dad man. was in the car. I'm so glad I did it. Usually I smoke so much weed before the show and it's like hot boxed in here and I didn't and I'm so glad because the child would have been like, the dad, I mean he would have come out smelling like weed and the dad would be like, you could never go to that weird radio station ever again. 
Well, hopefully the radio station exists after tomorrow. We'll find out. Um, and thanks again for being here. Is anybody driving to Bolany Stone that wants to leave? Or uh, I can take the bus. Obviously, uh, it's at. 20th and Geary is Blarney Stone. It has 8.15 sign-ups. They usually start about 9 o'clock. And there's always an audience. They, there's just regulars that just drink there on a Monday. It's so funny, people that just like to drink. That's a weird thing, too. All right, Sydney, that was great. That was really funny. Come back again and again. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Or maybe we won't. We'll see. <laughs> Bye.